Welcome to Valley 101, a podcast from the Arizona Republic and azcentral.com, where we answer the questions you ask about Metro Phoenix. I'm your host, Kayla White. I'm in the studio with Katie O'Connell, who's tackling this week's question. Katie, let me ask you one thing. What do you think of when you think of palm trees? Honestly, I think of pina coladas. I think of my honeymoon and hanging out on the beach in Puerto Rico, just drinking pina coladas. There's the sand and the waves and the massive amounts of sunscreen necessary to keep me from getting burned. So not the desert then. Definitely not the desert. I feel like I've mentioned this before, but I'd never been in the state of Arizona when I hopped off a plane to live here. And this may sound absurd to people who have lived here for a long time, but I was totally taken aback by the number of palm trees here. I just did not expect to see them in the desert. So that brings us to today's question. Why are there so many palm trees in Phoenix? Are they native to Arizona? Katie, take it away. Are palm trees native to Arizona? To answer that question, I went to Arizona State University's Natural History Collections. It's home to specimens of every kind, from animals to plants to fossils. This is the collection with the the vertebrate skins, what they're called. Um, So it's the dry collection. There's a a wet collection in jars. So those are things like snakes and salamanders and frogs and toads. Liz Makings is the collections manager for the University Herbarium. That's where all of the plant species are classified and preserved for research. She was kind enough to give me a tour of the whole building. It honestly might be one of my favorite places I've been to while reporting for this show. These are the things that give you nightmares. It's like fish in jars looking out at you and and frogs and things. And I have no idea why we have a jar of a fetal cat, but But we do. do. Someone donated it. (laughs) Somebody, yeah. At the end of the tour, we arrived at the herbarium. The climate control room was filled with brown cabinets of different plant specimen. Plants are mounted on sheets of paper and archival paper and archival glue, and so they store very nicely. They, you can fit about a thousand uh, specimens in one cabinet. Hiding in one of those cabinets was the sample of the one kind of palm tree that's native to Arizona, the Washingtonia. Here's the genus Washingtonia. It starts right here, the bottom of this cabinet. And so it's organized geographically, and the manila folders are the Arizona material. So you can see there's only one folder of Washingtonia in this herbarium. The Washingtonia. For decades, botanists thought there were two species of Washingtonia, the Philifera and the Robusta. The Washingtonia filifera is commonly known as the California fan palm. It grows in Baja, California and southeastern California, and it's a shorter looking palm with a beefier stem. And it's the one kind of palm tree that's native to Arizona. However, it's not really that common in the, in the wild in Arizona. In fact, there's only one place where it naturally grows in the state, 
and it's not in Phoenix. So these were collected from, um, you know, the known, the, the sort of classic sites, Palm Canyon, which is out in the Kofa Mountains. Palm Canyon in the Kofa National Wildlife Refuge is the one place in state where the Washingtonia fulifera naturally occurs. It's about 153 miles away from downtown Phoenix along State Route 95 between Yuma and Quartzsite. So it's about a two and a half hour drive from here if you're lucky. The second species is the Washingtonia robusta or Mexican fan palm. It's a skinnier, taller version of the fulifera that grows in northwestern Mexico. Or so we thought. Well, so there's some controversy about that. Botanists like to argue about species a lot. Two of the three experts I talked to for this episode said that the fulifera and the robusta are two different species. But some botanists think they're the same. Liz said that it's not unlike humans. Some people are taller than others, but we're all the same species. Anytime it, you have a, a range of characters like that, and, and it seems a little bit, you know, subjective. So, um, what is short and squat? You know, what is what is fat? What is skinny? I mean, you know, if they don't have numbers on them, then it's it's probably um, maybe a little suspect. Since the botanical jury is still out on this one, I'm just going to refer to our native palm as the Washingtonia in this episode. Here's what we know so far. Yes, there's one kind of palm tree that's native to Arizona, but it only naturally occurs in one place, Palm Canyon. It's been transplanted everywhere else, including the valley. So when did the Washingtonia arrive here and why? The settlers started coming in just like any other plants, people bring their their plants with them. People come from California, they bring their plants with them. That's Steve Blackwell. He works at the Desert Botanical Garden. My title is Conservation Collections Manager, which basically means I care for all of our rare and endangered plants and I manage our seed bank. Steve said bringing the Washingtonia from California or its native region in Arizona to Phoenix would have worked because it's a frost tolerant palm. Well, things like coconut palms, you know, those those are more tropical. And the reason why you don't see a lot of those here is because those are frost sensitive. And you know, we do we do occasionally get a freeze here. So uh, a lot of those those palms that aren't frost tolerant, uh, you know, you won't see those as often here. Things started simple. The Washingtonia came to the valley with migration, which really gained traction in the 1800s. Now we're seeing palm trees from across the globe making their way to town. Palm trees from Asia, the Mediterranean, North Africa, all of them have been planted throughout the valley. But the things like the, the date palms that you see, right? You see the Phoenix Dactylifera, Phoenix Canariensis, those are the, the two date palms that we mostly see. And those are from, from drier climates and so they can handle our, our low water. As long as a palm tree can handle low water, some frosts, and rocky or sandy soil, it can be transplanted here. And once a new species is planted here, nature can help spread it. 
A lot of times you'll see these little palm seedlings coming up and typically they're right underneath, if you look up, they're typically underneath a electrical line, a power line, or they're on along the fence line. So you see those quite a bit. So that's just carried by birds. So birds will eat the little fruits and then they'll carry them, sit on a fence or sit on a wire and do their thing. And then, you know, you'll, next thing you know, you'll have little palms popping up. Although palm trees are relatively new to the valley, they're part of the landscape now. And if you want to add one to your own personal landscape, there are a few places you could head to, including Whitville Nursery. You can see we have fan palms, and we have like a feather type palm. There's a date palm over there, you can see a little date. Brian Blake is the owner of Whitville Nursery. His grandfather started the business in the 40s. Brian said that Whitfield Nursery grows a variety of palm trees throughout the state. Throughout the state, we have palm trees in lots of locations. We have a farm in Hyder, which is our biggest farm. We also have the palm trees in Dateland, Arizona, hence the name Dates. And we have one in Aztec and one down in Stanfield. But, you know, we have hundreds of thousands altogether. Brian said that in terms of landscape architecture, palm trees can ride waves of popularity. Date palms, for instance, have been really popular during the last 15 years. Designs have changed too. You know what we see now with palm trees, a lot of lineal design, which was popular here back in the 20s in the valley when Central Avenue was lined in palm, you know, lane was lined with palm trees. And that type of architecture is popular again today. But there's been times back in the, uh, especially in the 60s and 70s when they're grown more in clusters, more of a natural kind of a look or an oasis kind of a look. So there's lots of different styles, lots of different palms. Brian said that palm trees can be pretty low maintenance. Pro tip, if you prune them at the right time after the 4th of July, they won't shed any fronds, not even during the monsoons. And for the eco-conscious, there are palms you can grow that require less water than others. If you have a palm tree by your pool, say if it was a California or Mexican dam palm, when established up to the size you want it to be, you can water it four or five times a year and it'll be healthy. Overall, Brian said you can't go wrong growing a palm tree at your place. You can even grow them in containers if you live in an apartment like me. You know, we have the five C's in Arizona. We don't have any P's, so I guess we can't really count palm trees as one of our state, you know, symbols or anything. But historically and geographically in this region, from the mission days on, it's been one of the most popular plants that's been planted in the valley. Well, Kayla, when you're wrong, you're wrong. And I was wrong about one thing. For whatever reason, I thought palm trees would require a lot of water. I think it's because I associated them with water. And while some require more than others, it really surprised me to learn that they can be pretty eco-friendly for the desert too. So does this mean you're going to grow one now? For the palm tree's sake, let's hope not. Plants tend to die upon arrival at my place. Well, listeners, I hope you enjoyed that informational look at palm trees. Yes, they're native, to our state at least, but I'm glad they're able to grow in town too. If you liked this episode, I have another one for you to listen to. Producer Taylor Seeley looked into whether or not Arizona has a state food it's known for. And if you're liking this show in general, be sure to rate us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your shows. As always, thank you for listening to Valley 101, a podcast from the Arizona Republic and azcentral.com. 
We'll be back next week with more. See you then.